Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives, where four marriage and sex bloggers discuss the naked truth. What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oyster Bed 7. Hi, friends. Welcome to this week's episode, which is sponsored by EverPillow by Infinite Moon. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to thank you for listening and ask if you would do us a favor. If you like the podcast and find it to be encouraging and helpful to your marriage, or if you just like hearing us laugh around our virtual kitchen table, would you take a moment to rate us? Ratings really help us by letting iTunes and other podcast providers know that people like our content, and it signals to them that they should recommend us to others. That really helps us because as our listener base grows, we'll be able to create more content to help you enjoy and strengthen your marriage. Thanks so much. So today we're talking about creating a new year for intimacy in your marriage. Although we're already a few weeks into 2019, there's still plenty of time to make a plan for growing closer to your husband, strengthening your marriage, and enjoying sex and intimacy this year. So let's start first by talking about making changes in general, because there are a lot of different ways to approach it. Ladies, how do you approach making changes in your life? Avoidance. (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay honesty well, is the I, <laughs> just going for transparency i i hate change i don't like to change i don't like to think there's anything about me that needs to change but then when it's time i do baby steps but it's avoidance and then baby steps and eventually i get there mm-hmm. i start with grand plans for all the things i will accomplish and then i have to like pare back to <laughs> Oh, yeah, like what's actually realistic that I can do here. And so I I definitely have to like run my goals through kind of what do I really have control over? You know, kind of that serenity prayer of what is it? The courage to change the things I can, to accept the things I cannot change and the wisdom to know the difference. So, you know, figuring out what I can actually do. And usually it comes down to those baby steps that you're talking about, Chris, when I really kind of just want to take one big mother may I step to the destination I want to be at. Well, in general, I'm not very spontaneous. And Dave will attest to that because I am the queen of sex scheduling. (laughs) So (laughs) should we get you a crown? Yes, I need my crown. But once I see that a change needs to be made, I do, you know, I'm on board with that, but it, I'm a slow and methodical. And I don't think it's so much that I'm avoiding it. It's that I have to mentally know what all the pieces are. And then I know that if I'm going to add something to my life, which is usually change is adding, right? Not always, I guess. Not always. But if I'm going to add something to my life, I know I have to take something off my plate, So I have to put all these pieces in my head and mull it over for several months. And then I kind of take the leap. What do you do, Gay? I do usually a small steps approach, kind of taking one thing at a time. So it depends what area it's in. But like in certain areas, I actually write things down and I set like kind of steps, you know, so for example, for my blog. You know, I write down things, but for other things like maybe a change in my marriage or something like that, I kind of make it in my head and then I 
think about, okay, what's the next thing or what is the first thing I need to do? What's the next thing? Yeah, I think the how is what I really have to think about is how mm-hmm. am I going to get from point A to point B? Of course, that's isn't that just the $64,000 question? Right. <laughs> so it's, it's you know, one thing to declare, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. It's another thing to be like, ah, oh, that means I don't get to eat all the stuff I wanted to eat mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. You know, there's a difference between the goals you have and the steps you have to take to get there. And, you know, if I just stay with the goal and say, okay, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Well, that doesn't tell me anything about what I actually have to do on a daily basis. So one of the things, you know, Bonnie, it's so funny because you say you have to know what all the pieces are before you actually do the work. I like to know all the pieces, but there are times when it's something that's so big and so overwhelming where if I look at all the pieces, I get overwhelmed and I shut down. So with some things, and this is was my story with the changes in sex in our marriage, it's just one thing in front of me. Don't worry about what's going on later and don't worry about what you're going to have to do 10 steps down the road. Just do this one thing right in front of you. And if I start to think about all the other stuff, it's too much. Yeah. I also, do you ever do just though a deep dive into something like like if you really want to make a change, I know the time that I can think of that I was in really good shape. I'm going to tell a story now. Here we go. Okay. From my high school days. Um, so I, I was a drum major and I went to drum major camp for a week one summer before my senior year. And they really got us in shape. And we had to wake up in the morning and do calisthenics. And then we had to march all day and we had to direct all day. And we would like direct for an hour and they wouldn't let you put your arms down or you I mean, they didn't like force you, but no one wanted to be the first one to drop their arms. So the second day after doing all that, I woke up and me and my roommate both said, we can't move, (laughs) (laughs) but we had to get up and do it again. And honestly, by the end of the week, I was like in the best shape and I was fine um, because I just did this deep dive into something. And every now and then with a change, I will just do that. I'll just be like, okay, this is going to really hurt, but I'm just going to do such and such cold turkey or I'm going to deep dive into this. Mm-hmm. Not me, unless I'm forced and pushed off the diving board. <laughs> then, then I'll do a deep dive. I would push you. <laughs> I, I know you would. And you wouldn't put your arms down the whole time. <laughs> I think for any change for me, I have to prioritize my life because I have to know what I can sacrifice to make the change. So when I was doing my marriage bed rehaul, I knew I had to exercise, but I had three kids. I was working part time, but I knew I had to make I had to make time for exercise because I knew that feeling better physically was going to be essential to feeling better in the bedroom. So I started knocking stuff off my list. Like I did less for my kids when as a room mom. I mean, I know I love my kids, but my marriage bread had priority at that point. I rearranged some part-time work hours. What else? Oh, I knocked off some church work. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes you've got to say no for your marriage. <laughs> no, I'm laughing at that because I said something to, in church to my husband. I said they needed something. And I was like, hey, I could do that. And he wrote, he, I wrote a minute, hey, I could do that. And he wrote back, you have too much. <laughs> yeah. And You're you got to listen to your family. And it's yeah. really good to have your spouse like remind you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, it's so easy to think of if it's a church thing that those op- we think of that as being a higher priority than 
our husbands and our marriages and ourselves and our kids and God's a bigger priority, but that doesn't mean that volunteering in the church nursery has to be. Right. It's, it's, he's a bigger priority in your heart and what's going on with your spiritual life. All right. Well, before we dive into our next question, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Infinite Moons Everpillow. In case you missed it, the Washington Post chose Everpillow as their number one pillow of 2018. These amazing pillows are made in Colorado. They're fully customizable for every sleep style and body type. Just add or remove the natural fill to get the desired loft and feel that you want. There's no chemicals, memory foam, or cheap polyfills. All natural and ridiculously comfortable. Not only does Infinite Moon create a fabulous pillow, they also give job opportunities to former felons, homeless, and addicts. A great company with an amazing product. Say no more to achy neck pain and bad sleep. Visit www www.infinitemoon.com and use the discount code SEXCHAT10 in the cart for 10% off. Always free delivery and a 100-day no-risk trial. Everpillow by Infinite Moon. Made by us. Perfected by you. Okay, what changes do you plan to make this year, either in your marriage or in other areas of your life? Do people, do you all really like make marriage goals? I'm supposed to say yes, aren't I? <laughs> I don't know. Author, am I supposed to say Some yes? Some people do that. And I was I thinking, I don't know that we've ever done that. And I wouldn't have a clue. I'd start giggling if we started to try to do that. I was in a young couple's house. I mean, this was several, several years ago. And on their wall, our family goals was written wow. in, callig- yeah, in calligraphy. It was so beautiful. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listener, if you have that, it's wonderful. We just know we couldn't do it. (laughs) It's not, it's just not me. It's not us. So actually, but though, after I left, it really did spur some thoughts. So I came home and I asked Dave, you know, I'm like, should we have some goals? And he went. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it just depends on who you're married to, too. But now Dave and I do not have goals. We have big goals, though. And And that's what we decided at that point is that we have big goals. We have our faith in God. We know how, you know, we want to live our life and in accordance with God's will, but other things written out? No, I mean. I don't know. I think that year your goal was to laugh more. <laughs> and I think you yeah. accomplished it. Check it off in a nice calligraphy check yeah. mark. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, we don't have any specific marriage goals like for the year, but I, like I might say to myself, okay, over the next few months, I'm really going to work on like embracing my sensuality, you know, something that I can work on that I need to be intentional about and I need to do like some of the things like Bonnie said, I might need to clear some stuff out of my calendar. I might get rid of some, you know, so sometimes I'll have things like that that are related to my marriage, but it's not like a written down resolution that we have. That's what I do. I make personal goals for things that that will affect our marriage. So as far as what changes I plan to make this year, I mean, one of them is that I want to get in better shape. And I think Gay's going to be proud of me when I say that I really did start yesterday and I did it today again. I exercised for about an hour. What'd you do? Yesterday, I just went for a really long walk. Today, I went for a walk for about 30 minutes, and then I came back and did some weightlifting. Ooh, very good. Thank you. And I did stretching exercises yesterday. I was shocked at myself. That that could be awesome, Chris. Flexibility. (laughs) Yeah. And then I have other things that that I know will affect my marriage. Like, I'm wanting to to try to cook a little bit more. I don't enjoy cooking, but I found that there are some dishes, especially like one-pot dishes, that I don't mind doing so much. And I know that that will be good for my marriage 
because it'll be better for our finances if we don't eat out as much. It'll be good for the two of us. It's just, I mean, it has a positive effect on my marriage. And mm-hmm. also the exercise is going to have a good effect because mm-hmm. honestly, being in good shape helps you do more in the marriage bed as well as just do more recreational things, you know, walk around and enjoy each other. Mm-hmm. Na- naked because you have an empty nest. I do have an empty nest. I, that is, I think more naked time should be on our goal list too. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, last year, one of my goals was to work on how I coped with stress. And God was so on board with that, that he gave me a huge opportunity opportunity <laughs> to work on stress. And so July and August were very stressful. Then I've had more stress again the last month. But it's been kind of interesting because my goal this year, you know, this whole idea of choosing one word, I had decided that instead of choosing a word of something that I needed to work on to grow myself, that my word is delight. So I am making a point of delighting in God and not not just having gratitude and looking for positive things, but to really look for opportunities to to seek enjoyment and to truly enjoy God and my marriage. So that's my goal for this year is to delight more and to delight better. I love that word. And I also love that from what I understand, the word Eden, as in Garden of Eden, means delight. Oh. And so, you know, Adam and Eve, they were naked and unashamed, and it was a place of delight. Well, so. I'll have to see what my sweetie thinks about that one. Ta-da! Yeah, so, so I have a, an exercise goal. So I'm pretty good at aerobic exercise, but I hate strengthening exercises, and I hate flexibility exercises. But those are really important, especially the older you get, the more important they are. So this year, I'm committing to keeping up with my aerobic exercise, but adding yoga for 30 minutes, three days a week. Okay, and let me say, I know some of our listeners don't like yoga, and I just want to assure them I'm just doing yoga-type exercises, and I am not practicing like a religious-type yoga. So I know that's come up before, but, you know, yoga-type stretching, strengthening exercises, and I'm committing to do them 30 days a week, 30 minutes, three days a week. (laughs) And, you know, I had to say to myself, this is when I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this day at this time, this day at this time, this day at this time, because if not, I know the day will get away away from me and then it'll be like 9 30 you know and it's too late to exercise because it'll mess up your sleep so I think that's a big part of change too is being able to just prioritize because all the things I want to get done in a day I rarely get done mm-hmm. so you really do have to prioritize and all too often especially as women and, and particularly when my kids were young and things like that is I would just respond I, I would react to everything it's so always very reactionary and everything was kind of the urgent thing or this or that and I didn't really prioritize what would be long-term good for me, my family, my marriage, my faith. It's hard when you don't feel like you have much control over your time. And when you have kids, especially if they're super young, you know, you don't know when somebody's going to be teething or whatever, and that really does affect things. So yeah, having those priorities, you know, I know that especially when you have really young kids, a lot of moms will use the kids nap time to tidy up. Well, that's a time when maybe a priority of a tidied toy area is not as important as the priority of resting or exercising or spending time with the Bible or whatever you Mm -hmm. need to do. I think refreshing yourself is a big, is a big change a lot of women need to make. And I think that, that for me, a lot of times it was talked about as self-care and it was things like, well, you need a girl's night out or you need time to rest or this or that. When I think what you need to look for is what really rejuvenates you, what really feeds your soul. Mm -hmm. And girl's night out was fun. But honestly, as a real introvert, whose little kid's hands have been 
been on me all day long. Girls Night Out did not rejuvenate me. So it took me a long time to figure that out. Probably just wanted to like lie on the bed and read a book in peace or something. Oh, yeah. that sounds delightful. <laughs> I want someone to put me in timeout. <laughs> I know. Please, please. I, I used to out. put myself in timeout when the kids were really difficult. It's like, mommy just yelled at you. Mommy's going to go take a timeout now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd go shut myself in the bedroom. I was such a horrible mom. Oh. No, <laughs> they're fine. They're fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. I want to talk on my blog this year more about the idea of being intentional because I think sometimes we just let life happen, and this is really easy for that to occur in the young children phase. But really, it can be at any phase. You know, you're going to school, you're going to a job, you're. You know, I think sometimes we just get into the habit of letting life happen, just whatever comes up that day. And I just, I do think we need to be more intentional and kind of set our priorities for the day and long term. Well, you know, our changes for this year aren't going to really be big because in the last two, no, well, it's been the last three years, I've made two major moves. We moved to South Florida and now we're in East Tennessee. I've been in school full time pretty much for the last 18 months. And I'm in process of losing the 18 pounds I gained when we went to South Florida. So I'm on the back half of that. So I'm, I'm at a good place. Yay. Yay. Yeah, but sometimes you just don't have emotional energy for real change. So yeah. I'm at a place where there is no emotional energy to kind of tackle any kind of change. And Dave and I, I mean, I am thank goodness. Actually, thank you, Lord, that Dave and I are in a really good season right now. So there's not a lot of stuff we need to work on relationally. We just need to continue being intentional, like you've said, Gay. So that's kind of my goal this year is to just keep putting one foot in front of the other keep doing what we've been doing and not let things slide but just to know my limits as well yeah that seems like a really good point too that sometimes you're in, you're in a place in life when you need to make some big changes sometimes it's small change and sometimes it's just intentionally you're in a maintenance mm-hmm. phase yeah sometimes mm-hmm. my goal is to just not go backwards mm-hmm. that's kind of my goal I will say when my marriage was like really not good my goal some days were just I'm just hanging on today I'm just mm-hmm. hanging on today and hoping for a better tomorrow mm-hmm. until I felt like I was able to take some steps. Yeah. Until you're emotionally ready. Or I don't, I don't know if you can wait till you're ready. Sometimes you're never really ready. No, I don't but, know if I was ever emotionally. But emotionally recharged enough that you can tackle it. I felt enough peace from not fighting anymore to start doing things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I, I gave myself a break from sort of the sense of hopelessness and the fighting about stuff. And then I felt like, oh, okay, I'm all right now. Now I can start working on things. Mm-hmm. So if that's if that's where someone is in their marriage or their marriage bed, I get it. Mm-hmm. That may be your goal for the year is just to get it to a place where you have a, you know, a settled heart and mind that you can start working on things. So what's your best recommendation to a listener who wants to improve sex and intimacy in her marriage this year, but isn't sure where to begin? I think there are a couple different approaches. You know, I've had times in my marriage when I've really wanted to focus on meeting my husband's needs because I had not been doing that well. And so when I would set a marriage goal, it would be based on what he had expressed an interest in, which for a long time was just not say no so much. So, you know, I had kind of a low bar. So there were, there were times 
times when I would look at what he wanted and set that as my goal. And then I would just take one small step toward that, which my first step actually was to learn to pause before I said no, so that it felt like a choice rather than an automatic habit. So, but then there, there've been some other times when I've had to think about what I wanted sexually and set a goal, you know, just pick one thing and take a step toward that. So, you know, I think, say, if you don't know where to start, ask your husband would be one option, but that's not certainly not the only way to think about what you could be doing. I tend to think the first step for a lot of people is just embracing where you are right now. I think that when you're wherever you are, if you're feeling like everything is not how you want it to be, you can spend a lot of time and energy frustrated about where you are and why aren't you over there? And why is this, you know, not how you want it to be? And, you know, ranting about yourself and your situation or your spouse or this or that. I speak from experience. And I think that once you just kind of go, you know what, this is where we are. These are the people that we are. This is the experiences we've had. Or it is a situation where my husband has struggled with porn. Or it is a situation where I've experienced sexual abuse. Or we do have these sex drive differences. Or I struggle with my body image. Whatever it is, just kind of taking where you are and saying, okay, this is where I am. And I'm going to say, this is the starting place. Just embracing that that's your point A so that you can start walking toward something better. Yeah, I was going to say almost the same thing. I was going to say, just start. Like, well, see, wherever... you just said it in two words and I took no. like 2,000. <laughs> no, I mean, but I was going to say, you know, decide where you are or the thing that you most want to work on and just start. Like, just take one step. Because one thing I've been hearing about, somebody I've been listening to in a podcast and learning about is that clarity often comes through action. So if you're trying to work on a big area in your marriage or an intimacy or whatever, your body image, it seems like too much. You can't see it. But sometimes the clarity or where you need to go comes as you begin to take those first steps. And it's sort of it's sort of revealed to you as you move. So I think you just need to pick your area and just start with a first step. So if your point A is low sex drive, I would recommend that you look at your physical health. There's a lot of other facets to sex drive. I know that. But physical health is the easiest one to identify. You can go to the doctor. You can get your blood work done. You can start an exercise class. I cannot emphasize exercise enough if you have low sex drive. But physical health is just the easiest thing, in my opinion, to look at, to break it down into tiny steps and um, go from there. One of the things, Gay and Jay, what you're both saying, you know, about embracing where you are and making sure that you just start. One of the things that I've seen happen is this idea that we can't really work on things until, like, I can't work on my sex life until my husband loses weight or I lose weight. And so it's like you pause growth in one area while you're working on this other thing. But I don't know. You can do it all. Right. And I think I think that if you're going to work on something, please don't put everything else on hold and stop growing in those areas because you need to be into have all of that growth integrated with each other and mm-hmm. If you go to the doctor and say, okay, I'm not very interested in sex, what's going on, rule out whether there are any physical issues and start to address those. But if there are also relationship issues, you know, start working on those a little bit too and just one little piece at a time. I just hate when I see people stop. Yeah, yeah I think no, that's no. a really good point that you can't, I mean, it's kind of, so like an example would be saying, I can't work on sex till I'm happier with my body. You know, most women are never going to be happy with their body. I mean, we might get happier if we're mm-hmm. working out or, you know, whatever, right. but yeah. Yeah, like can't. as your vision goes, you look better. 
Well, that's honey, true. when I'm in bifocals, then we'll be good. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a good point. Yes, and again, and, Gay said in a few words what I babbled on about for five minutes. So. I'm just going to let her, let her yeah. speak. I said this would be a 10-minute podcast. Okay, Gay, Gay, what do I want to say next? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, when I was talking about exercise, exercise isn't only good for your body image. It's also great for your brain chemicals. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I don't want the listeners to think I'm just talking about exercise for body image and that kind of thing. It's, it, it's it, more for your health than yeah. it, it gives and, you, it gives you energy, which is the opposite of what you might think because you're expending energy. But the net gain is that you feel more energized. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely work on your marriage relationship as you're working on this physical health stuff too. So what, what Chris said about integrating, absolutely. Mm-hmm. When I was walking yesterday, took that long walk, I passed a woman, a young woman who was jogging with her stroller. Very of good. Course, I've seen those. Yeah, of course, I thought, and I turned to my husband, I said, I used to do that. And I said, okay, not jogging, but I used to like go walking with the stroller <laughs> or my kid in the papoose. You could still so get a stroller and a put like a cat do. in it. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, what I was impressed with with this woman was you could say, oh, well, she has to take care of this kid and this and that. But she found a way around that. And she got out and she she mm-hmm. did that. I know that that's not everyone's situation. That was one child. I know if you have like four children, it's a whole other ball game. But there's usually something you can do. Even if your baby is a weight for lifting weights. Yeah, that too. But I truly believe where there's a will, there's a way. I know that's a cliche. But if you want to do it, you can make a way to do it. You know, they ought to. Here's a business idea for somebody who wants to pick up on this. But I just know all those times when moms used to drop their little girls at like ballet class or you take your kids to gymnastics class or swimming or whatever. What they should really do is at the very same time, they should have a mom's workout class. Mm-hmm. And then you drop your kid off. And instead of just sitting there for the 45 minutes chatting with your buddies, waiting for your kid to whatever, you know, you could go work out. Mm-hmm. They could have a little exercise room in the dance studio. Okay. Mm-hmm. I used to always walk when my kids were doing sports practices. You know, like if it's soccer, you can walk around the thing. But even like when they did basketball, I would just sometimes walk around the block where the gym was. I'm sure people in the neighborhood thought I was crazy. But, you know, my thought was, why should I sit in my car or sit on these bleachers while my kid's doing sports when I could be getting some exercise? I'm just going to shoot this out to the universe. Ladies, you think you have to sit there and like talk to the other little league parents. You can't just like get up and walk around and you'll be seen is this that I'm just telling you truthfully 10 15 years later you won't care care. parents (laughs) they are not your best buddies it's okay to go walk yeah (laughs) and you know I used to um I used to live in this very small the neighborhood full of a lot of very small homes and there was a family who moved in next door while they're they'd sold their house but their new house wasn't ready to move into yet so they were in this duplex for six months had lots of kids no space and the mom used to go sit and do her bible study out in the v out in van sitting in the driveway because it was the only place she had alone time. And I just really admired that she was so, that she valued her time with the Bible so much that she figured out a way to do that, even though I'm sure it was not comfortable, although it was much quieter than Mm -hmm. inside her house. Well, we just want to encourage you to identify something positive, a positive change you'd like to make in your marriage this year and go ahead and begin taking steps in that direction. So thanks so much for listening and Thanks to Everpillow by Infinite Moon for sponsoring this episode. Please be sure to rate the podcast and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at sexchatforchristianwives.com where you can find show notes and links to resources. 
That's sexchat4forchristianwives.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, please take just a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find the show and tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.